I'm Lake Miller. And I'm Emma Scoville. Welcome to Gem City Diversity, a podcast where we talk about diversity and inclusion in the Dayton area. We are from the National Conference for Community and Justice of Greater Dayton, or NCCJ. NCCJ works in the Miami Valley to increase understanding around the topics of diversity and inclusion. Over the next few months, we're doing something a little bit different here on Gym City Diversity, and we're going to be not so much talking about current events and things going on in the Dayton and Miami Valley region, but talking about diversity and inclusion in general. So today we're going to be kind of introducing those topics and talking about the importance of diversity and inclusion, both in our personal lives, our family lives, our um, business lives, and beyond, um, talking about why that's important and hopefully discussing that. And as we go in the future, in the upcoming month and a half, two months, we'll be having little short 10-minute or so um, highlights looking specifically at those issues. Right. So we really just want to help everybody incorporate diversity into your daily lives and figure out how can you uh, promote diversity. And we definitely, you know, as we're going through, we are just a podcast here. We can't cover every single thing ever. Um, If we leave something out, I'm sorry we left it out. If you are interested in learning more, um, we definitely highly recommend that you go over to NCCJ's website at nccjgreaterdayton.org. And if this is something that sounds really interesting to you in your professional or work environment, um, we definitely would love to have the opportunity to work with you on a professional basis regarding these issues. And if you have an idea of another topic that might be good for us to cover, let us know. Reach out on our social media and then we'll do our best to cover it. Awesome. So we're going to real fast kind of list the upcoming topics that we are going to cover. So we're going to be covering on our next episode, educating ourselves and others. A really great place, I think, Mm -hmm. to start in diversity is educating ourselves. We can't be an ally. We can't um, make our spaces accessible if we don't know what is needed if we don't know what other other groups are doing for sure i feel like education is really the first step in any process like this right and so there's kind of two components of educating um that we're going to cover and the first one is educating ourselves getting that knowledge ourselves and that other step is then sharing that education Mm -hmm. so we'll be talking about that in our next episode um real fast going over those issues um beyond the next episode we'll be talking about questioning our biases, the biases that we all have, advancing social justice and advocacy um, in our communities, and making spaces accessible to people who are different than us. So that's kind of a teaser at what's to come in the next month and a half or so. Um, So we hope that you join us as these weeks go by um, and you get to learn a little bit more about diversity and inclusion here with us. So we want to kind of talk today, I think, about why diversity and inclusion is important and you know as we go through those words of diversity and inclusion it's actually interesting because there's kind of a shift I think in this current culture in diversity and inclusion or mm-hmm. DNI as a lot of people refer to it towards moving away from the term equality and moving really towards equity for sure and I, I go ahead I can just think about in a lot of my classes we talk about the difference between equality and equity and of course there's the ubiquity ubiquitous right box fence example Mm -hmm. about height and who needs the help to be able to see over the fence to see the baseball game right absolutely yeah so i think probably a lot of listeners are familiar with that example it's Mm -hmm. gone around every social media ever been used in trainings here and there um you know and the example is basically there's a fence at a baseball game and 
Um, a bunch of different people can see over the fence. So you have the one person who's standing on the ground and can see over. You have a person mm-hmm. who's on one box and can't see or something. And you have somebody who um, has the multiple boxes. So it talks about, you know, perhaps equality is everyone has one box, but still somebody can't see over right. the fence. Maybe in equity, you have one person has two boxes so that they can see over the fence. It's the idea that everybody has what they need versus everyone has the same thing. Right, because not everybody needs the same things to get to the same places. Yeah, so one example, um, if Ben Green is listening to this, you're going to appreciate this. Um, One example that a friend of mine used in high school, um, he always explained equity as like a meal. So like if I'm hosting a dinner party tonight and I'm having Emma over and Emma's a vegetarian, okay? So for me to provide everyone this wonderful, you know, four-course chicken meal or whatever, that's equality. Everyone's getting the same exact mm-hmm. treatment. But Emma, who's a vegetarian, is not so thrilled when she gets to my home and discovers that chicken is my protein for the evening. Um, so in an equitable situation, perhaps if Emma's a vegetarian, I have a mushroom-based meal instead, you know, for those people who are vegetarians. Or if Emma's a pescatarian, perhaps I have a fish option that she can eat instead of that chicken option or or something of that sort. And I always related to that example of, you know, that was something that made a lot of sense. I was a kosher person for a while. So an equitable situation may have left me out as somebody who couldn't eat cheese on my meat or someone who couldn't eat pork. I definitely understand I'm gluten-free, so I do go places. And maybe one time I went to a like lunch at an alumni's house and the only thing I could eat was fruit and salad and I definitely left hungry because there was no options for me right so these are obviously um, not the most serious of examples and you know there's a lot of examples of where equity is not you know is much more much more realistic than Mm -hmm. this and much more personal to individuals Um, and I think a lot of what goes down to that equity and equality is these systematic barriers Mm -hmm. and um, things where things may seem equal on paper, but then it's, okay, well, this isn't equitable because, like, let's take food, for an example. Mm -hmm. We've talked about food in the past, and I'm sure we'll talk about food more Um, in the future. Let's say that you spread out grocery stores evenly throughout all of the communities, which may seem equitable, Right. right, if everyone is within a mile and a half of a grocery store. But a mile and a half for me, as somebody with a car and a full tank of gas, is nothing. Mm-hmm. A mile and a half for somebody with a family of five, no vehicle who has to walk their children there, that's not That's not really going to work for no. them. In fact, on my way here today, I passed a woman who was walking from um, the one of the Kroger's with her little child and four or five bags of groceries to wherever it was she lived. So it made me think about our talk about food insecurity and it also connects to what we're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, maybe the access is there. Maybe maybe on paper, it seems like you've got what you need. Mm-hmm. But in reality, if they can't get to those places, if somebody can't access those resources, um, it's not really equal. It's right. not equitable. Um, healthcare is another example. We do a lot of listening sessions um, through NCCJ. And one thing I heard from a lot of people is like, we can't get to our doctors. Um, so it's one thing for a doctor to take insurance from, right. you know, or to take care source. Um, it's another thing for a doctor to actually be accessible. Right. So as we talk about equity and as we talk about inclusion and diversity and whatever that may mean to a person, I think it's really important that we think about 
individual needs. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no blanket equality that is going to always pick up every individual. Right. And when our identities intersect in different ways, it means that we need different things in order to have an equitable situation. Right. Yeah. And that, to me, that's the most interesting part of the whole thing is all of these intersecting identities and, um, you know, the privileges that people, you know, I think most people have a privilege in some capacity, Mm -hmm. but then probably most of us also have barriers in some capacity. You know, for me, I'm a rather privileged individual in a lot of ways, but at the same point, like, I have the barrier of being Jewish, which sometimes connects me to a lot of great things and I'm proud of being Mm -hmm. Jewish, but also it's something where I know that there are things there that stand in the way of me and other things because of that identity. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and certainly you can think of somebody who identifies as any minority group and the intrinsic barriers that that thing has on their Mm -hmm. ability to to see resources. You agree? Yeah, no, I do agree. (laughs) Um, So... As we go through, you know, I think to me, when I'm talking about inclusion and diversity, there's a few things that I always keep in mind, and that's going to be throughout all of these issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing is, it's okay not to know. Right. You're you're not born knowing everything that you need to know. It's okay to ask questions and figure out what do I need to learn in order to be more educated. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, we always start every one of our sessions with something called a personal agreement. And it's an agreement you're making, as you can guess, as the name is, upon yourself. Um, And what we always say right off the beginning is, like, you cannot ever be at fault for what you don't know. You know, if nobody's ever told me that it is this way or that this is an option, how am I supposed to know? Mm -hmm. You know, I can do research. I can see all of those things. But we are all raised in different ways. We all got to this point in a different manner. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I always like to remind people is like, you can't be at fault for not knowing that. You can be at fault for not being willing to listen, right? for not being willing to take more in. Um, but be willing to be vulnerable. Be willing to learn. Be willing to not understand, to ask more questions um, as we go through this process as we go through these next few episodes, you know, there may be some things where you're like, I didn't realize that was the case. I'm curious about more. You know, they said something Mm -hmm. that I didn't quite understand. So feel free to research. Like, in fact, research, I think, in looking into the truth is something that makes us better people. For sure. I agree. Totally. So going into these next weeks, we hope that you join us as we dive deep into these issues, into why they are important, what we can do about them, Um, where in our lives we have learned the identities um, or learned the feelings that we may have. So we hope that you enjoy enjoy those highlights of these different areas of diversity and inclusion, and we hope that they can inspire you to want to learn more and want to have conversations. I think as we go into these conversations, you may hear things that you didn't know that may make you want to go out and talk to somebody about Mm -hmm. it. And I think to me, that's one of the things I want to get out of this, like talking about our identities, talking about what makes us different, what makes us the same, um, how we can make other people feel more comfortable. Like that's one of the things I love to talk about and I feel like is often overlooked in our conversations. So as we go forward through these episodes, we'll have one next week and then um, a few weeks thereafter. We hope that 
you start to think about those things and you do some reflection within yourself, some reflection within your community, within your place of work, um, maybe even within your place of worship and start to move forward and see what you can do to further these causes. So I'm gonna turn it over to Emma who is going to do our weekly Dayton Diversity Highlight. All right, so this week's um, Dayton Diversity Highlight, we are spotlighting Dayton Fire Department this week and because this year their class is the most diverse ever with 24% of the 22 member class being members of minority communities. And um, a quote from the assistant chief, Mike Rice, says that we've had a push to increase diversity for years. In the last couple years, we're starting to see some major success. And they plan to continue to work on on increasing their diversity in the upcoming years, including working on recruiting women to be firefighters as well. So we just want to say keep up the good work and that we hope to see even more diverse classes of firefighters coming out in these next couple years. That's awesome. Great work to the Dayton Fire Department. Um, with that, we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Gem City Diversity. Make sure to come back next time as we dive into our next topic. For more information on NCCJ and diversity within the Miami Valley, go visit www.nccjgreaterdayton.org. Make sure to like NCCJ of Greater Dayton on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at NCCJ underscore of underscore Greater underscore Dayton. And follow us on Twitter at NCCJ Dayton. I'm Emma Scoville, and I was joined today by my co-host, Lake Miller, and we'll see you next time.